Welcome to the Region by Own Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Team Felix Strickha, a certified integrative health practitioner, level one and two, certified in blood chemistry and functional lab testing. I love helping people with GI issues, weight loss, mold exposure, heavy metals, misters problems, and health optimization. I love helping people get to the root cause of their health struggles and simplify healing. Ready to transform your health? Go to regionbiome.com and click book a call. All the support is greatly appreciated. If you enjoy, please write a five-star review on iTunes or the platform of your choice. Enjoy the podcast and please share this with anyone that this would help. Welcome to episode 10 of the Regen Biome podcast. Today's episode is about combining the energetics and the tangible. How to use the energetic world in a way that empowers you in trusting yourself and discerning what is others people's bullshit. As a reminder, before we get started, any of the information shared in this podcast should not be taken as medical advice and is for learning purposes only. Always refer to your medical doctor before making any changes to your diet or supplement regimen. Let's dive in. Today, I have my incredible friend, Crystal, which we've been actually wanting to do this episode for quite some time now, uh, hasn't it? Yes. I don't know. It's well due. So, uh, we have many mock attempts. I know we have. So I, we have some specific questions that definitely I want to ask, but to really go over today. So we just came back on, uh, for a little getaway. I mean, at our, at your parents, at mountains. So, and, uh, south of Alberta, but anyways, it was great. We had that great moment of like, we should definitely do an episode around, uh, spiritual, spiritual diagnosis. So this is definitely the one thing we talked about. So anyway, so we're going to dive into that conversation and want to know more about what you do, who you are, where you come from, like, what's up with you? What's going on? What's up with me? Okay. You've been in the spiritual world for the spiritual acupuncture world for a long time, but. Yeah. So I'm actually a engineering dropout. (laughs) Started in the total logic brain world, hated every minute of it, and eventually um, I moved to up here to Fort McMurray after I didn't exactly know how to leave that world, so I told my parents I was coming up to work for a semester, took off to Scotland, and then uh, moved up here after and never really left. I left for little stints at a time. This is my third time back, so I left, went back to school for acupuncture, five years later, maybe. And now I've been doing it for six years. So that's kind of in a nutshell where I come from. And even when I got into acupuncture, I was very logical thinking. I was running marathons. I wanted to have tools to loosen my glutes and relax my muscles and be a better runner. That was it. When people would talk about magic in school or any of these energetic terms in the spiritual world, I would roll my eyes and be like, stop delegitimizing our medicine. This is bullshit. I hated it. I would, I despised (laughs) anything and everyone to do with the energetic world because our medicine is so solid. And probably because I came from religion, then engineering, and then Chinese medicine, which I didn't know when I got into it, but it's very much in the same box thinking. Mm -hmm. It's here's, the box here's the rules here's how it works even when I was in China here's the protocol somebody has a stroke you'd ask a student or a doctor a question they could like spout off the exact same 10 things to you and I'm pretty sure if I would have went to 10 different places in China it would have been the same way and uh, I was like yes this is interesting 
And a part of me was always like, what the fuck? I don't want to put the same 10 points in every person who comes in with this. So when I started treating, it was probably two, three years into my practice. And my, if I'm being totally honest, my hands just started doing things. I would feel fire in one hand or I'd put my hand over a needle. I was treating a lady who was terminally ill with cancer and my hand literally blew back like two feet and we both looked at each other in total shock. Like what the fuck just happened? What happened? (laughs) That's so fascinating. And when I left the room, I ran to the washroom and this might be TMI, but it's your podcast. So probably not. Had the most giant bowel movement I've ever had in my life. Yes. 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 And it was just the biggest shift we both had like she had been doing acupuncture for 15 years probably with all the practitioners and she said wow that was the coolest treatment I've ever had I said yeah I think that's the coolest one I've ever given so that it just kind of unfolded I never wanted that in my life I guess I missed out the part where I lived in a weird house where weird things happened in school but I shut it all off. Anytime something energetic, the spiritual world came in, I closed it off, didn't want anything to do with it. Um, I just wanted to be here living a logical life that made sense. I wanted to check the boxes and it didn't work, essentially. I got to a point in my practice where it was way more cool to hold my hands over needles and watch the needles vibrate and watch these things happen and people have these deep shifts move into their traumas and these things come to the surface but the problem was I didn't have a the time I had to be in another room in two minutes um, or the resources to help them move through that so they're bringing all these deep things and I'm looking at my clock being like that's cool but uh, I gotta go so (laughs) hold that I'll be back in 20. So it's kind of how it unfolded and that's essentially why after my last dog passed I just had a shift. I walked into the clinic one day and it was just like 100 pounds on my chest. You have to go. And I remember just bargaining. I was getting new. I was new still in the manifestation world. I'm like, give me six months. Give me like, I'm very demanding with what I want from the universe. Um, Can I have one month? And I just kept being like, no, 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 no. So I went to my boss at the end of the Christmas holidays and said I've got to go I started bawling and she essentially she immediately thought I was moving away obviously and I didn't have a plan I was like no my heart's telling me I need to go so I'm just putting in my notice so that you guys have the biggest heads up and I think they probably thought I was full of shit because I literally had no plan I was like if I tell them another door will open so that's what I did and I think a few weeks later I found a room to rent a 10 by 10 room went on my own and then yeah, I remember that. Yeah, eventually opened Saluna, a little clinic um, that I wanted to have for myself. And now I share with beautiful souls. That's amazing. And I mean, I've seen you. Uh, it was beautiful to see that transition because I was, I think, all along, both of our transition of uh, in our different ways. I think for myself, like moving away from per se the nine to five as a courier full time. And then for eight years to, uh, as a solo printer as well, full time. And so it was pretty amazing to see, but this, did you go through that process as well with you, uh, opening the, the clinic, all the heart and the amount of time that you put into that place. It's freaking beautiful. I mean, if mm-hmm. you're locally, but obviously it's just, you can always go into the Instagram page. What's the Instagram page again? Saluna.collective. So S O L L U N A dot collective. 
beautiful. Like you can see the work that she's she's, she's done. But uh, that's awesome. But I wanted to dive yeah. in today, so we so I got my questions here. Um, we came with the title with spiritual AF, but not grounded is a no bueno. No bueno. So why? Why oh. is you know because one of my yeah, maybe you can elaborate on that one. So when we're not grounded in this spiritual world or realm or quantum or, I mean, yeah, you can elaborate and see what happens. <laughs> I actually have a great example. Yesterday I was reading an interesting case of just this, but I see it all the time. So when I did, this is probably what my resistance was to diving into the spiritual world. Every time it came up, I just kind of slammed it shut. I wanted the legitimate, the ground, the very tangible. Um, and then things are happening and you're, you know, your hands on fire and these things are happening. You can't like what you do. It's not, it's not fucking tangible anymore. So I found some great mentors and kind of dove into that world. And luckily my first mentor was very much about grounding, even though I look back and she was not fucking grounded even a tiny bit. But she taught me the tools to do it myself. And immediately it really landed for me that I had been living myself this dissociated life. Um, you know, I, I always look back and thought like I had a really great life and I did. But we all have traumas regardless. I mean, I was born into my dad was terminally ill. He died when I was four months old. So I always just thought what a great way I had got to avoid all of that massive trauma, right? I never I had this story I could tell you in 30 seconds with no emotion and it didn't bother me. But at that point in my journey, I had to go in and say, okay, but that did happen to me. I grew up in that. That's probably part of why I can feel people's emotions and these things, because we have to sense in that time in our journey, we're seeking safety. We're seeking also like keeping peace, you know, that connection that I had with my mom at the time. Um, I was probably trying to co-regulate with somebody who was deep in their shit, who was raising three kids and all these things. So it really took me back in my journey. Um, and took me back into grounding. If you're into, you know, chakras and all of that, that's kind of my mentor at the time. It was very basic, but she just made me keep going back to the root chakra, reconnecting to that, like, Mother Earth connection, your mother lineage, all of these things. And I kept just being like, this is bullshit. I can't do it. I used to meditate for, you know, an hour on my own and have no issue. I'd connect to all these cool things. But as soon as she made me get in my body, I would just sit there and itch every part of my body was just like it was so uncomfortable I would get so angry I would leave my meditations just furious and hating myself and my body and that's really where I started to just rebuild myself so when that connection happened it probably took me seven months to understand what a root chakra connection was even though I was replaying it over and over and over when that landed I was like this is it everybody like this is so important because I realized what I hated about all of those things in school when people would be like, oh, I'm mixing together my magic and this and that. What I felt was missing, even when I reflect back to these people that were in my journey then and I reflect back to where they are in their journeys now and I look and it's not the success that I would want in my life. But there's pieces that are very missing that are integral to me and what success means to me. And it really is that grounded piece. So what good is it if you can, you know, now I do hypnotherapy and I can take people into past lives and do these cool things if that's what you desire to do. 
but why? I'm not going to take you and say, if you come to me and you say, I had somebody this week. I've lived three past three um, past lives of trauma. And I'm like, cool. Do you want a cookie? <laughs> How did you come? And this is, this is the, the, this is, and not to like deem spirituality. I think spirituality is such a, it's a realm that is, is, it's really important. It's something that we have to, in some ways, like, in our own way, like a dive in, but yeah, it's our connection to soul, right? But it, I think what we're seeing a lot is in the functional realm, functional medicine, or if we call it medicine, in the sense, it is a form of medicine, of course. But uh, a lot of people going to the trauma work and all these things, but oftentimes is um, like, how do you come up? With, because we came up with this idea. I'm like, uh, we should call this like. <laughs> Spiritual diagnosis. diagnosis. So I got a spiritual diagnosis from, and some, some, some from some, like from past stories you shared, like uh, from an MD, from an MD, MD saying this. But I'm like, so maybe you can share that part. Yeah. A little bit. So this is where my fire comes from. Who the hell are these people to be telling people this? You're taking away somebody's power. And from having somebody do that to me, seek out all the intuitives, all of the tarot readings, all of the whatever. Whenever a practitioner, if I show up at your door now and you tell me, um, you tell me what's going on in my life, I'm going to run out the fucking door. I'm seeking advice from you for sure. But in my practice, my clients probably go a little bit nuts because I will never. They'll say, what are you seeing? What do you think's going on? I will take you into the space to explore that. Once you're landed in your body, but I will not tell you what's coming up for me because here's the problem. If I start spiritually diagnosing you, I'm bringing my shit into whatever's going on in your world. I have my own past of what's happened to me, my own library. You know, when this comes up, it means this for me, but who am I to say, I'm very aware that I have my own connections to that. I have my own experiences. They aren't clean and like the truth, the way, the light. Not even a chance. They're misconstrued by traumas that have happened to me, interactions with people. So now I'm taking my experiences, projecting them onto you and telling you that they hold a greater power than your own fucking truth. So no, I want to give you your power back. But in order to do that, you need to be grounded. I need to be grounded. So if you have two very grounded, intuitive people coming together, a lot of magic can happen. A lot of things can shift. A lot of stuff can come to the table. But even when I work with the practitioners in my space and we say, do a duo session together, the energies are so subtle. When they place their hands at their head and I place them at the feet, I can right away because I'm grounded, because I've played and like sat in the little minute differences of energy I can feel okay that's her energy this is the client's energy this is my energy how do we now synergistically use this together but if we're not careful her and I can leave that session have a discussion come to a conclusion that could be totally fucking false right because you pick up on an energy you say something I was thinking about this driving the other day and I'm like okay two people are speeding down the highway obviously this is my analogy (laughs) I'm going 135 and he's going behind me, same speed. Now we've decided that it's right because we're both doing it. We've both found security in something that's similar. It's kind of the same thing with the energetic world. Three people can come in a room and you can be like, oh yeah, I feel that too. I feel that too. I think it means this. And now you've all created a conclusion based on what? 
Right. So I, exactly. That was my, you know, I think, and I talked about this, like, I think we just talked about this earlier, right? Having subjective data, right? Yes. That you can actually physically like measure, not to deem that so spirituality is, is, you know, there's things that we can't explain, of course. Of course. Uh, but to come up with like, um, some ways like a medical statement or uh, that you have, I have X, Y, and Z are basically telling that you are spiritually broken. You You're are spiritually fucked. Good you, luck you, next life. Like, you can't move on with your life because you have 10 traumas or who knows yeah, like, what. So now right? this person's carrying on and creating this whole thing from a basis of they're carrying. They've told me this five times already, how many lifetimes they're carrying of trauma. How is that purposeful? As practitioners, how are we actually leading our clients forward? That's kind of our job. Are you giving them tools? Like, if it's something that needs to be recognized, I've done past life work, but usually from, like, I'm sitting in my bathtub having a meditation, and it comes <laughs> up, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> but I don't feel the need to share that with, well, now I'm sharing it with your community, but... You know, I don't need to go out and get validation. And that's where I always tell my clients, why are you telling me this? I can be a little harsh. Why are you telling me this? Is it actually to move forward? Or are you wanting me to validate that you're more spiritual, you're more intuitive, you've had a harder past life? Like, none of that matters. Strip away all those threads and anchor into who you are. That's that grounding. When you're grounded in that, you don't need any of the other shit. So the intuition is so much more powerful all of these spiritual tools and all of it so much more powerful because you don't need it. You know, you're not special. This is, I told this lady yesterday, you are so not special. Like you're less special. You are just like everybody else. And I can teach anybody to do what you do. And yet you're so special because you're uniquely you. But if you think what makes you unique is this spiritual world and your spiritual diagnosis, well, you're going to spend your lifetime spinning wheels because you're going to be pissed off every time somebody else is doing something similar to you. Anytime anybody mm -hmm. else picks up yeah. these spiritual tools. And by being in your world, if you're intuitive, like my clients, my the practitioners, my friends, they all end up being more intuitive as a result of being in my presence. And that's not anything to do with me being special. It's the same thing as being around you all the time. I'm like, okay, JF, can you set some stuff up? Like I need some help with my physical health, right? Like we're all out there emanating this energy to those around us and it's going to be absorbed so if you want to be special well you better go sit at home and be special by yourself and not want to make change in the world because you're going to ripple out so you have to be so anchored into you what makes you unique and it's just you being you your gift it's not you being spiritual so that's my problem with the spiritual world is all of these people in the clouds roaming around telling people i've had People walk up to me on the street and be like, 818, that number's going to be important for you. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and you know what? Some people will take that to heart. And I did for years. I looked it up and it's an area code in California. So, of course, I took it to heart. But... <laughs> <laughs> of course, we want to head to the beach. <laughs> yes. But, like, if you're not grounded, you're going to take all of this. There's so much energy floating around. You're going to attract ungrounded energy. And you're going to find connection over something that may be potent and real, but it may not. So what I see is you may get results, you may get success, you may find great things within that, but it's going to be this bumpy roller coaster because the energy isn't stable. If you're just 
you know, roaming around head in the clouds, being intuitive and connecting to the other side, the energy is not stable. Why are you here on earth living a human experience if you just want to be up there? And I think like with seeking, that's just seeking validation in a sense, but it's, you can, whether it's in the spiritual or physical, you can really get into that like codependency. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I see that all the time as as an as a coach myself, and when I got clients, like, like we want you to learn it, your like in in the ways that applies to you or works best for you. But you have to at the at, at the core. I mean, you have to some embody this and not say always seek out. You know, what's my next trauma or yeah. what's my, uh, you know, like it's like and not to say that to deem them out because I think no. truly so many people like to have like they're seeking. But that's essentially why I quit doing hypno, whether it's for now or forever, is because I want people to feel empowered to go do, I know you can go do a hypno session by yourself and take yourself there. And yes, you're going to require and desire support at different parts in your journey, and that's beautiful. But as I've evolved, I'm now at a place where I'm like, okay, my clients are high-led, self-led women who are just ready. They know they have trauma, but they've just, they've dealt with the pieces that are loud and screaming and need to be dealt with, and they're moving on. And same with intuition. They know they have it. Everybody has that gut feeling. People in the corporate world have it too. It's not just the spiritual world. We can call it different things. We can call whatever we want, but it's, these people are ready to just move forward and utilize it. Oh yeah, that's my intuition. Great. Pop it in here. That's really useful. We don't need to throw a party and spiritually diagnose around the circle about it. It's just... Let's move forward and make action and impact in this world. I don't care. None of us care. We're all here living busy lives. If we're all living busy lives in forward momentum for change, we don't need to validate each other anymore. So it's not that those pieces aren't important. That's not my part of the journey anymore. If I want to go do group sessions with Hypno and help people shift, to me, even that's more empowering because they're really taking that into their own hands. And then you have to trust at some point that there will be other people to help the other people. Absolutely. And this is where the, the physical and the spiritual meet together. And one of the things that obviously in the functional industry hear a lot about is muscle testing. So, I mean, I've had mixed emotions, opinions, and I've seen both sides of the story. And I'm kind of, you know, since you're in that realm, and it, it is a form uh, of someone like testing that you have applied, but, um, you know, there's proper things and ungrounded what can happen. So maybe you can elaborate more about. Yeah. It's the how, same thing. You know, actually my mom, I think she told you this story when we were at her place. I was selling a vehicle and I wanted to get more money out of it. So I ungroundedly, obviously, cause I was in a money focused place said, mom, I need you to muscle test me. So that I can do uh, K on myself, which I'll elaborate in a minute. Oh, yeah. I have to talk about that one. So I had her muscle test me that it would sell for $20,000. It had 350,000 kilometers on it. So obviously I muscle tested weak for that. So I did a posture that you do in K to balance it out. Make it, make your subconscious believe it. Um Probably not the best introduction to my mom for muscle testing when she's quite a literal person to begin with. Yeah. But that's a great example. I wasn't grounded. I was just in a place of seeking and wanting wanting a specific outcome. 
And I see, you know, it's essentially the same as everything else that we've talked about. If you're not grounded, why? The reason you're doing things, the reason you're doing your business, your career, seeking an outcome, seeking an intuitive, whatever it is, it's going to be, you know, specific outcome based. And that's where I will say I love my spirituality because surrender into it, baby. Surrender into it being greater than you thought it could possibly be. Get clear on what you want and then be open to options. Be open to it looking different or better than you want it to be. So this is the thing I find with muscle testing. If you have two, a practitioner that's very grounded, a client that's very grounded, and you're doing muscle testing together, I think you can make great things happen. I think it's the same as any other tool, though. A pendulum, anybody who's in the spiritual world uses pendulum or like cards or whatever. You can manipulate it to do and say and be whatever you want it to be. So in the end, I muscle tested strong for getting $20,000 for my old vehicle. Doesn't mean I went out. I did not get $20,000. I did not have a bite. I put it online. <laughs> I didn't get that. So you can convince yourself all of these tools you can convince yourself to make them say or mean what you want them to because you're attached to the outcome. So especially if you have a big energetic field, I can pick up a pendulum and be like, show me yes. And it's like, woof. Mm, and I can I, ask I've it a question, that, yeah. right? Um, but I think the energy, you, you better be clearing it, I don't know, every like two seconds. And that's where I find, is it just another tool for you to lean on when you should actually be leaning on yourself and your tools and your foundation, your actual skill set. Like, is this a place where this actually trumps your skill set? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like for me, and uh, because I'm seeing this in the industry that there's multiple in some specific areas, anyways, uh, companies or, or things or seminars that are like, okay, so anybody wants to do muscle testing, you can go and just learn it. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, who are these people? Who are these people? Are they grounded? Are they like, so I'm, I'm just, uh, and not just grounded, but room for error, like yeah. how much <sighs> endless, infinite error within that, right? Um, so I love Site K because it's a little different, but it incorporates muscle testing. So this is Bruce Lipton supports and loves Site K. Essentially, what you do is you're doing different postures. So like the whole brain posture mm-hmm. we did this morning, that is from Site K. It's balancing the left and right hemisphere of the brain. So it will override, if you're trying to override the muscle testing, it's rewiring and reconnecting your brain so that you're getting your head out of it. Mm-hmm. So that you're not overpowering that. And you're also sitting down and making intentional belief statements that you're testing. Um, But in the same way, I saw when I took my training, I can still override it. Mm. Oh, this is the one thing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because can you you muscle test your way through a um, universe, like graduation, like an exam or Mm -hmm. a specific board certified uh <laughs> that's the end goal but can you actually muscle test your way to find the answers through that test how does that how does, how does that work crystal yeah it works great sometimes <laughs> <laughs> so this is where i will say build your foundation so as you know i just took two of my nccom so my american licensing licensing exams for acupuncture 
The first one I wrote, both of them I was unprepared, underprepared. Um, the first one I wrote was on acupuncture points, though. So as being a practitioner out of school for a while, I feel like I have a little advantage there. I studied, I knew things, but I felt underprepared, but also it was just time to get these things off the list. So I go into the test and I just, you know, do my thing. I'm meditating and I'm sure the guy next to me is like, what the hell is this chick doing? And I start, when I get to questions that I don't know, I started playing with it because I really didn't have any skin in the game. I mean, I did, but I was pretty, I'm pretty detached. It's not like I'm moving to the States tomorrow. I was just detached from it. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to give it my all. If I don't know this question, I'm going to muscle test. I'm going to ask my body to show me what the answer was. And it actually, the first time I kept seeing like two answers be cleared out and then I would muscle test the other ones. I was in a really grounded state, but also I had a foundation. So then I would look at the answers. I'm not looking at nothing. And I'm, I'm using my brain power, my logic mind to go through. I'm not just willy nilly. Just like picking A, B, C, D. So I ended up passing and I was like, fuck yeah, I use my intuition and muscle testing to pass this exam. But in the back of my head, I had this thought, you know, like, Crystal, you do know a lot about this subject. So two days later, I'm feeling pretty high on life. I'm like, bring it. I'm going to go write my biomed and see if I can just get all these exams done this week. Uh, biomed is not my forte. I took it in university. I took it in acupuncture school, but I haven't touched that mm. stuff. I don't look at labs. I don't look at x-rays and all that stuff. It's not my forte. So I know it's probably a really far stretch. I go into this exam and there's probably more questions that I had to muscle test, maybe. <laughs> Anticipate it. <laughs> Slightly. So I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm here. Let's test this out. And I'm muscle testing. I'm getting clear answers. Actually, it's the most confident I felt in all my test tests. I get to the end. I'm like, do, 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 do. Hit next. Finish. I know how to do this. I've been here before. Hit the page and it says, fail. I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> that didn't turn out as expected. No. But, like, obviously, I was, like, I wasn't even upset about it because I knew things in the test. It's not, I do think that I was close. Oh, yeah. But there's such a difference between the two tests when I was muscle testing and I'm sitting there, like, flipping my fingers, like, yes, no, okay, that must be the answer. Like, in my head, I'm, like, Crystal, get fucking real. What are you doing? <laughs> but the first test, right, I'm, like, okay, it's a tool. I'm using my intuition, but I have a base knowledge for what I'm using my intuition on. Like, this this makes logical sense that this answer would probably be the right answer. Now let's check in with my body. Not, I don't know. I feel like I can biohack my way through life. Let's go. Know. You know, so I truly think you can't half-ass your way through life. You can't fake it. You can't skip the steps. You really can't. Once you've built your foundation, mm -hmm. once you have those tools and you, you know who you are, I think muscle testing might be great, but, like, don't do it for a board exam. Do it for, like, tune into your body. Do I want to eat this food today? Start with the little things. You know, I don't truly think... I'm sure there's monks and people out there who could channel a test and do those things. But the test results show I am not them. <laughs> there you go. We still need to have the... Well, some of that, that physical data in some ways. But that really brings on to our next question. So... Why shortcutting your way through practice is one big detour, which is just... Yeah, that's an extension, essentially, of what 
So, you know, say, say I did pass that exam. I got really real with myself before and when I started the exam of like, if this isn't for my highest good, I'm here, I'm ready to write this, I'm ready to be done with this chapter. This is not my self-worth saying that I need to do more, be more, to be worthy of passing this. But at the same time, if this isn't for my highest good, if I'm going to move to the States one day and have this license and then get sued or look at somebody's blood work and not have an effing clue what I'm doing, don't just let me bypass that because I've also been at those stages in my life where you sneak by things, mm-hmm. you get into things that you know you probably shouldn't have, and it doesn't make it the most enjoyable thing. It can be really sticky. It's like, I don't, yeah, it's like just that. I don't want to be sued. I don't want to be, I want to have that foundation, right? So when I talk about um, not bypassing, what are we? Lower than, so why shortcutting your shortcutting, way to practice, right? right? So shortcutting your way through practice. Build the foundation. It goes back to whether you're trying to make things happen faster, whether you want the full clientele. This is something I've been seeing a lot of in my world. Like, why isn't my client base full? I started this new business. Things are slow. I'm feeling discouraged. Allow yourself to sit in that. Those are the building blocks. That's the shit that builds you. It builds you as a person. And from there, that's really the core. That's a hard thing. You get into school, you go be a practitioner, a coach, whatever it is you want to do. You get into it because you want to help people. You don't realize usually that it's going to be one giant fucking rebuilding of yourself. Mm. Your self-worth. Every time a client says no or doesn't return, I don't care who you are. You're going to have the thought in your head. Was it me? Oh, I... Yeah, 100%. Right? So that's what I think about. It's not just shortcutting the knowledge. Of course, don't shortcut the knowledge. But at the same time, you're never going to know everything. You're never going to feel ready enough to start. So start. If you've got the paper, if they've given you the certification, it's time to go. If you know you have the vision and you're supposed to help people, it's time to start helping people and start, even if it's fumbling through and feeling like those moments of failure, that's what's building you. So don't rush that. It's like you have your whole life and I get that we want the money. There's real, these real tangible problems, but if you skip those steps now, they're going to show up later. So build the foundation, build a fucking foundation. I I think I preach this all the time with with clients going back because it was funny, a great story. So I'm going through the functional mental health practitioner um, certification program uh, through one of my mentor and one one key thing it was amazing because I've been in that realm of like just not to talk more about myself but uh, this 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 specific client came to him and it was such a beautiful story because I'm like oh wow this is how a foundation is so powerful because she's gone through all the parasite cleanses the mold cleanses you name it and all of these protocols after protocols after protocols but she was still experiences mental health um ideas of taking your life away yeah so and simply by using subjective data like foundational blood chemistry and and these specific things it's beautiful to see that she was a little low on copper for herself and simply adding that two milligram of copper completely she's like i don't know but i this is the best i've ever felt in like months and this is the only one of the only foundational thing that they do that they did. And I was like, wow, like, yes, foundation is crucial. Yes. So we can get caught up and I have got myself caught up. And I think I get these reminders as well myself, like, because 
do I like supplements? You can attach to that. <laughs> Look at my cabinet, right? But is it always, do I, I ha, have I purchased supplements in the past from an ungrounded space? I can attest to that a big, a big fat yes, you know, so. Of course. I think that's so important. That's the piece about building your practice. Always go back to the foundation. And they'll tell you that in school. I remember my teacher always said that. And maybe that's why I always go back there. But we get so carried away. And that's why I remember when I was working in the clinic, sometimes it would be the greatest thing for somebody. I would send them to the other practitioner. I'd be like, I'm away, but you should really go see them for one reason. You go down the rabbit hole with them sometimes. So sometimes you've become, you've been treating them for so long, you've gone down all these avenues, but if somebody else takes a look at the picture, they might see something at step one that you mm -hmm. missed. So building that foundation for yourself where you're okay if somebody is a better fit for somebody at a certain stage or forever, or if they don't come back or all these things, that's building you as a person and your worth and all of that will slowly come along with it. But same thing, going back to those foundations. Don't shortcut and jump ahead yeah. to the 10 courses that you want to take that exactly. are going to make you the practitioner. They won't if you don't have that foundation. It doesn't matter. In your spiritual life, your physical life, everything. If you don't have those foundations, you don't have health. Because health is, it, it is all-encompassing of all of that. If we have a great physical body that's working for us or like physically looks great, but you're miserable. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Same thing. If you're intuitive as all hell and you can tell that you're sick or you're going to have some big thing come up in your life, but you haven't built a physical body that can hold and carry you through that same thing. That's completely. Yeah. You got a, that foundational space roots. Just be grounded. I don't know. Maybe it's, I just, I actually enjoy being grounded and living a human experience. I don't need to feel the need to dissociate and leave my body or go connect with the seventh dimension every day, all day. It's really useful for tests. Maybe sometimes. Maybe. That's the thing. Maybe sometimes, right? I think it's, it's a beauty that just blending everything together. Exactly. That's... Right. So it's like, and even when you're seeking opinion from a different practitioner, you know, and sometimes we can miss things and, and absolutely, and I'm going back to this myself as to, I know back and forth with these conversation around like big things of the foundation, like in my realm, in my world of biochemistry, mm -hmm. physiology, or blood chemistry specifically, as to understanding the, 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 the why or behind that specifically. So anyways, I think, I think that is something really powerful and, yeah, and we can learn biomed together. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, it was funny because you were going through these studies and I was like, oh, what's this question? And I would just throw in my own sense. Okay, this is this is actually, this is pretty cool. Because I was like, oh, you were asking me, JF, what do you think? And then I, and it's so funny because it's very conventional. It's very, <laughs> so I was like, well, I see, because obviously I come from a different space of, okay, well, that, this, so basically, at the end of the day, the answer that they given, they were given, it was it was right, obviously too. But I was like, I can't, I gave another opinion too, like not opinion, but like another as things that I'm learning already. And then it was just not it. So it's just like, yeah, you're gonna make me fail in this exam, but it was mind fucking because I'm like, I think it's this, and then he would tell me, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense, and then it would be wrong, and I'm like, oh right, he has a very different standpoint than you know mm. my schooling. It's like. 
it's funny because it's Chinese medicine, but when it comes to learning the Western stuff, we learn the most Western conventional medicine side of things, which seems kind of backwards, but four to eight, feeling great. Oh, I know. This is so funny because this is, I think, one thing that I've been talking about all the time uh, since you've been sharing this. I know, 48 feel great for blood chemistry, for blood, for blood glucose. No, like if your blood sugar, if your blood sugar is at four, I'm a little like, okay, you're going towards IPO, but if it's at eight, well, I'm not so sure it's so great, but I don't know, feeling great? Sure. But anyway, sure. that's pretty, that's a very ungrounded answer yes. in some ways. But one story that you shared, I wanted to elaborate on that. So... Before paying 11K on a mushroom overdose, check the credentials of the shaman. Would you agree? (laughs) Oh my goodness. I wish I could have my friend here to elaborate on this one. But this is the problem with the spiritual world. I'm not here to tell you mushrooms are good or bad. I don't really care. Um, I don't love... The idea of paying 11 grand to overdose on mushrooms. I did it once in a hot tub with a friend and didn't pay anything and I still fucking hated it. So, yeah. But <laughs> this is somebody really smart, really intuitive, really amazing human shared this story with me. Um, went to a plant ceremony, paid 11 grand. And I thought maybe it was some, you know, like, I don't know, ayahuasca or something. Yeah. No, it was four grams of mushrooms in the afternoon or evening. And then a few hours later, they took another four grams. Mm. So it was $11,000, which whatever. I've paid $11,000 for things that people would probably think were equivalent to this. Um, I have, I have spent, I've spent that same money on a hemp coil. Exactly. Hey. Right? To each their own. But my problem was, now you're taking somebody into a space and guiding them. So this person was a highly sought after shaman, quote unquote, but you're going to a place where you're going to become ungrounded. That's kind of like the purpose of it, right? Is to connect and find clarity. Um, And now if you're not trusting or you, the other person isn't grounded or has other skin in the game. Mm-hmm. They're money driven, they're whatever. Like, I can be money driven, whatever. If somebody's gonna pay me 11 grand for some mushrooms, I'd probably consider it for an ignosecond. <laughs> but this person also, if you had an attachment, it was $5,000 extra. Oh. So you go into this ceremony, you're out of it. You may remember it, you may not, you may remember pieces, whatever. And now, if they tell you they had to remove an entity or an attachment from you, it's an extra $5,000. Like, come on, people. Like, ugh. Find, you, uh, find the right people, I guess, would be my suggestion. I don't feel the need to go pay $11,000 to take a mushroom trip, um, personally. But I'm sure there's amazing shaman out there who can guide you through these experiences and have them be, you know, very transformational, mm-hmm. safe very much what your soul is seeking and the clarity and you know some of these people say they haven't had digestive issues or things for years after my only question would be like okay well if it comes back is it did you address the root right back to like root foundation always but find the right people for sure 
if it feels truly right for you. I would ask you to maybe question why you feel the need to go here, why this is such a pull at you. Is it something that truly is grounded and feels like a hell yes in your body? Sure. But I would say be cautious because there's a lot of spiritual woo people out there that are also money driven. So. They're your, people are human at the end of the day. Yeah. So, I mean, we can all come in in, in both. Opportunists, like, man, they have 14 or something people there, like cash money, bitches. Well, that's a great event, I tell you. It's a great turnout. So, plus, if you have one or two entities. Oh, some people have, and- like. Sure, I've treated people. I'm sure with ten, and I didn't charge them nothing. You could, oh, you should have upselling that. Not to make fun of this, this situation, this person. No, no, no. But it's a, it's a takeaway. I think, like, my goodness. I well, mean, I think the biggest takeaway. Luckily, she was super grounded. So they tried sending her a bill for another five thousand dollars, and she remembered pieces of it because she knew her brain still knew, even though she was out of her mind. Her brain knew something wasn't right. Something was wrong. So she couldn't fully surrender into the experience so she was like no i was i was there i did not have any attachments but luckily she was grounded and in a space where she was like whoa something's not right so i think that's the biggest thing it's the same thing when i had my hot tub time machine experience with my friend i am grounded and i always will be grounded and i think that that's like a gift yeah i was high as a kite but I didn't leave, I found that safety and that connection still to my body and myself. And I decided to anchor in and sit in that while all the other shit happened in my body. Mm. And <laughs> there's so much value to this. And I, I think, and, and the funny, not, not funny, not so funny, but this is something that happened, like not, not local, but like in the same, in the same province of where we live. So I thought like, in, I thought for a moment it was, she went in Hawaii, like for ayahuasca or something. And I've never, and I think that for me, example, it's not a journey that I have taken myself and I don't necessarily deem the need of. And I think maybe, yeah, I don't have the pressure of it at all. And, but going into any of these ceremonies at all, I mean, it has to be from a grounded place or, yeah. or a wanting, like, like truly, like for me, just to do it for the sake of, I don't know what's going to happen, but. I'm just going to go and do it. Like, no, but... Yeah, or, like, sometimes I think people really, truly do it because they want the next level of healing or the next piece for themselves, and they really are in that space of being grounded. And I think that's great and beautiful, but just make sure that you're, you know, trusting your body and trusting your intuition when you're picking that from a grounded space would be my takeaway. 100%. 100%. I think we did touch on that one. Um yeah, <laughs> about the spiritual diagnosis, like WTF, but... Yeah. yeah, be cautious. Like, there's so many people out there willing to give you advice, and I'm always cautious of that. Because if they are that freely and willingly wanting to put their advice in your field, mm. they're probably not grounded, honestly. I want somebody who's just going to sit there and hold a container and make me go to my own edges and explore what that truth is, what's coming through for me. Mm. And and I mean it's a, not, I could say it's a gray zone. It's a really not a soft place, but it's not really a place you really want to go because you're creating now in that space. You're creating um, some fear around something that might not be actually yeah. the ish, like the concern of, or even like health issues. Yeah, the practitioners telling you saying to that go. your your heart is broken or your brain is broken. Yeah. I mean, like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. 
it's a very languaging that's something that's a big thing in my course whenever i decide to do it finally but languaging that we use as practitioners and just even as humans is so important oh 100 no projecting your shit no i you know you know it's just even someone's blood work you're gonna be fucking careful with how you relay that back 100 percent and I think myself, I, I have to remind myself at some place because I, ha- I can have my, we can all have our own bias, of course. Of course. And yeah. like for myself, coming back with like, okay, like dealing with like iron issues or, you know, excess. So, but not make sure not to make that story for everybody. Exactly. Right? Clean so slate that. It's like, okay, is that accurate for like for yourself? Okay. Yes or no. Or, you know, because uh, at the end of the day, we can't make a diagnosis of any kind right so <laughs> unless uh you're but for me the story of you like sharing that like from a, a from an md itself to make these some some of these claims it's a very uh you gotta be careful <laughs> yeah i mean i had yeah i had somebody who was a md slash other stuff but tell one of my clients that um they had a heart issue a physical heart problem by looking at their tongue, which is obviously something that made me scream because that's not something I would ever do. But this client of mine, I knew their story. I knew what they had been through. I knew that their tongue pointed towards some heart, emotional, energetic stuff, but I chose to just treat it. They never wanted to talk about it. I asked them if, you know, you can ask people, have you been for blood work, these things, but you're not there. You're not there to project you're not there to put your stuff my fears like I have my obvious fears from my past too right but that's not your job just come from a neutral space if there's something like have compassion this person's been through a lot can I treat this without having to make them talk about it sometimes don't get me wrong I'll push you to your edge and make you share certain things or make you go into places that are uncomfortable when it's necessary but is it necessary and helpful for this person's healing. Is it for their highest good? If not, shut the fuck up. Yeah, are they even ready to get that information? Like that person probably created, they probably had a deeper heart crack after that because they were freaked out. And now can you, and I think from a subconscious state or place, the placebo (laughs) effect, right? The placebo is proven. It does work. So you can, Start thinking of yeah. specific things, imagination, and then creating a, a problem where there wasn't one. That's so, the biggest yeah. thing. I think that's my biggest thing with how people talk to clients and their even people in your daily life. Because we're all running our own fears and our own stuff underneath. And the power of words and even facial expressions, right? It's just keep things neutral. You don't need to activate those things in people. You need to empower them to, in my opinion, empower them to take action themselves when they're ready. Beautiful. That's amazing. I think we're going to coming to an end to yes. the recording uh, or time, but I definitely, there's, I've always been so um, attracted and very interested in learning more about Chinese medicine and like, because you, I think we're, we're going to have to jump on to another, another episode and sharing your, your, your experience of, traveling to oh. China and other countries yes. and the process of what it was like for you to go into acupuncture uh, school. And like, this is yeah, so fascinating going to a different country yeah. to learn this. It's just, it's super fascinating. 
when now, I mean, I've learned many stuff mostly online, so it's very different. So I'd love to hear more about that. But uh, where can people find you? What's coming up? I know you just got to start up the Fuck the Box, oh, which there is some one of your projects, and maybe you can talk a bit about that and where people can find you. Yeah, so obviously Saluna Collective, if you're local, you can check me out there. Um, and then Instagram, Crystal Appleby Co. I'll put it in the show yeah. notes, don't worry. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I do have, I'm doing a little mini series, Fuck the Box right now. It's literally just sharing what's on my heart with no real purpose. It's just for the next four days, but, um, there's a replay for that. And then I'll be jumping into for sure. We have some cool stuff, even in the mix of thinkings Mm -hmm. of what we want to do, retreats, masterminds, all the good stuff. I'm just actually in this beautiful transitional phase of being in the transition, letting it all, I have so much stuff sitting there waiting. The modules are created. The things are there. The content's there. And I'm just not feeling the go button yet. So this is the first time in my life I'm actually honoring that and just sitting. So definitely bringing forward some stuff, incorporating subconscious healing for sure, but just deep, deep empowerment for those ready to just lead themselves into the next chapters to have that support and who just desire I'm here you're here for so much fucking more and this next chapter is going to be so beautiful because I think we're just really moving forward and creating so much forward momentum in this world and focusing on what the potential and the beauty of the world right now is instead of you know the chaos and everything out there so there's beautiful things coming for sure Hypno incorporated all of the subconscious, all of the deep healing. I love the deep traumas. I love all of it, but not yet. Uh, that's a awesome. I look forward for the journey. I think it's been quite a bit uh, together. We've been yeah. riding this journey for this boat uh, oh my goodness. for the past almost two, well, three years. Yeah, and now <laughs> it's like even with you and I, just thinking how can we collaborate? That's something that's so big on my heart right now. It's just collaborating. Yes, yeah meeting up with people in the community, meeting, you know, just how can we bring that, whether that's through even bringing our own worlds together through retreats and stuff like that. I know we've been talking about that. Just there's so much cool stuff, but I feel like for both of us, it's kind of this phase of being in what is and honoring that. And soon, once we move, I'm sure we'll be moving and grooving towards some really cool projects. Heck yes, 100%, 100%. And I, I mean, it's super exciting to think of, you know, coming together and doing things together it doesn't have to be like i i think working working as a team working as like the, that that community building i think it's really important in the industry and yeah. there's so much of like oh this person just does not know what they're doing blah 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 no how can we just move together into your, at the end of the day let's not put our agenda but it, we're here to serve and help people exactly right and yeah that's something that's big on my heart even just in the community all these opportunities that keep popping up in my world it's funny i set this course that i was leaving here by this date i was going to the ocean this this and this well first thing i failed my exam second thing all of these opportunities within the city are just coming up of things and ways i can give back to the community in really heartfelt centered ways so i'm honoring that yes the online space is something that's on my heart but it's not the thing that's on my plate in front of me right now. So beauty. That's awesome. Well, so I'll make shifts. Yes. We are here to make an impact. So, but thank you for coming on the show. It was awesome. Thank you. To have you. 
Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Regen Biome Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly or seeking private one-on-one health coaching, or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, regenbiome.com or on Instagram at Surcott underscore JFT. Thanks again, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.